0: Sports Radio 92.9, The Game, back at a Chuckery Show, hanging out in the Kia Studios on a Tuesday night with you. 404-726-0929, that is our Solomon Brothers Diamond Tech line. Well, we're talking about the Falcons and finding a way to pick up a victory. Well, the opposite was true on Saturday down at the Flats as uh, Boston College comes in and puts 38 up on Tech. They lose by just over two touchdowns, 38-23. to 23. Let's head out to the wadeford.com hotline. Let's talk to our buddy, Chad Bishop. He, of course, is the beat writer for Georgia Tech for the uh, AJC. AJC AJC.com is where you can check out all of his work. You can find him on his personal Twitter page at Mr. Chad Bishop. Chad, as always, buddy, thanks for a few minutes uh, on the show. Uh, That was a rough one on Saturday to have to watch some of that stuff.
2: Yeah, it was. And, um... I had a lot of time to process that game. It was, it was a really disappointing performance all around. I think from tech's perspective, given what they had just done at Miami, having a week off to prepare for that game, preaching about playing four quarters and 60 minutes of football, knowing they had to stop Thomas Castellanos and that vaunted Boston college rush defense and, and giving up that lead in the fourth quarter and, and simply sort of collapsing there down the stretch. So it's a, I know it left everybody's head scratching. and even, even today I got the sense from Brent Key that he's very frustrated, frustrated with his team's inability to play consistent football, and that's where they are now, sitting at three and four, and it doesn't get any easier having to host North Carolina on Saturday.
0: Yeah, and, you know, to your point about the consistency, they haven't won two games. They haven't lost two games in a row, but they haven't won two games in a row. It's been win-loss, 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 you know, I mean, all the way through – the season and, you know, when you we look, Chad, we've talked about this, you know, a hundred times every time you have come on those 50-50 games. They have really not gone Tex way this year and they just can't seem to build any momentum off of a win.
2: They go and beat Wake Forest, which at the time I thought was one of their, if not their best performances of the year, really all around. And especially on the defensive side of the ball come home and lay an egg against the Bowling Green team, which Bowling Green is now 4-4, four and four, but that's the team Georgia Tech should beat. And then you go on the road and you upset a ranked Miami team with a with a miracle play with 26 seconds left. You drive down the field and win that game. And you come home and you're favorite against a Boston College team, which, again, is, is not a bad football team, but one you need to win at home. And so I don't know if it's just a case of this Georgia Tech program sort of finding itself under Brent Key, sort of figuring out how to win consistently, sort of still searching for its identity, which Brent Key talked a lot about last week. Uh, you know, who is this football team? Maybe that just is their identity, right? Maybe this is just a 500-football team. They'd be fine with that because that would get them to a bowl game. Uh, and I know in lo- the long term that's not what Brent Key wants, but maybe in 2023 that's just who these Yellow Jackets are.
0: Chad Bishop joining me here on the com hotline, the Georgia Tech beat writer for the Atlanta journal Constitution. Two stats that stand out to me. Um, They're actually a pretty good third down offense. They're 28th in the country on third down. But two numbers that really stick out to me, Chad. They're third down defense. They're 109th in the nation on third down defense. And they're also 119th in red zone defense. Teams have scored 26 out of 28 times in the red zone Against them, thirteen touchdowns and twenty eight attempts, if you can 't get off the field on third down and you can 't find a way to have a few stops in the red zone it 's going to be a long year for tech because i don 't think they can win forty five to forty every week <laughs>
2: it's, It really is sort of a broader issue you know for the tech team and the tech program that again that's that's what Brent Key has talked a lot about is the the consistency and that 's sort of a microcosm of this team, right you know playing Pretty good defense, maybe on first and second down, and then just can't get off the field. And in Boston College is even pretty good about doing that on fourth down, which they knew going into the game that was going to be an issue. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of defenses right can bend and not break, but this Tech defense continues to break. Uh, and despite having some good defensive performances, whether it's games in total or or series or quarters, uh, they cannot put those sixty minutes of football defensively together you know, even against Miami, right? You know, they held Miami to three points in that first half, uh, but did not play very well in the third quarter and let Miami take the lead. Uh, It's just, uh, it's one of these things that they've got to figure out a way to, to write the ship defensively and time is running out and made the switch of defensive coordinator, putting Kevin Shearer back there. And that looked like maybe it uh, was just a band-aid to the situation because they played well against Miami, but then came out and did not play very well against Boston college. So again, it's, it's back to the drawing board for them to try to figure out a way to, to fix some of these defensive issues. Um, pass or, excuse me, uh, rush defense has been an extreme problem for them. Getting to the quarterback has been an extreme problem for them. They've got to figure out to sort of mask some of their weaknesses if they want to win some games down the stretch.
0: So the last couple of games for Haynes King have been not exactly a thing of beauty. 12 for 25 against Miami, 14 for 32, maybe his worst game they've played um, this year. But two touchdowns in five Interceptions. Now, he ran the football great, but just the amount of turnovers. I mean, again, we talk about I, I thought one of the things about this team that has been the big difference is they actually have a quarterback. Not, not just a guy who's an athlete playing quarterback, but they have a legitimate quarterback. Last two weeks have been rough. Like this has not been very good for Haynes King these last couple of games.
2: No, it hasn't. I, I sort of equate it to a starting pitcher, right? You know, a starting pitcher may get off to a hot start, but then, you know, offenses and defenses adjust. The scouting report is out. This is where the guy's throwing the ball. That That's sort of what I've seen from my eyes is defense, defenses have sort of adjusted to the Georgia Tech playbook and to, to Haynes King. Now, one of his interceptions against Boston College was sort of a, a freak nature thing where a kid, you know, catches the ball on the back of his hip and takes it for six on the other hand if if the throw was was probably placed in the right position, he's not able to make that play. but I digress i mean Haynes King he knows that you know he it, those interceptions are not one hundred percent on him, but he's going to have to take the blame for him because the, he is the quarterback, and that's the nature of the position so uh one of the major issues too with with his play in for Georgia Tech's offense is they have not run the ball consistently. Frankie talked about that today they'll get you know brake or excuse me Haynes King has a seventy one yard touchdown run. You know, but the next run might be for two yards, and the next run might be for one. And we go back to the consistency factor, where the run game isn't there, so defenses are able to sit back and say, "All right, we know you can't run the ball on us, so we're going to drop in coverage, we're going to confuse this quarterback, and we're going to try to get some interceptions." And so it's incumbent upon Buster Faulkner, the offensive coordinator, and Chris Winkie, the quarterbacks coach, and Haynes King, to figure out a way to get back on track and get back to throwing the ball that they were early in the season.
0: Chad Bishop joining me here on the com hotline. Georgia Tech beat writer for the Atlanta Journal, Constitution. So, with all of that said, um, you know, they sit at three and four now. And, you know, if you look at the, you know, ACC and just, you know, the idea of getting to a bowl game, because again, I, I don't know that it matters how you get there, but there are still certainly some winnable games. I mean, look, they did beat Carolina last year, but you would have to figure that Carolina, Georgia, that's games that they're not going to be favored in. Virginia, Syracuse, and then all of a sudden, Clemson can't get anything figured out. And I've seen, I've seen better Clemson teams lose to Georgia Tech than, than what this is. So, you know, sandwiched in between Carolina and Georgia at the very end of the year, there's some games that can be had that if they are trying to get to a bowl game, you still might be able to find a way to get to six when all is said and done.
2: Yeah, the the road is not easy. You're right, and especially when you look at it on paper. You know, got to win three of the final five, and I don't, you know, maybe they're they're going to be favored against Virginia on the road. Probably going to be favored against Syracuse at home, but outside of that, they're they're going to be underdogs, and three of those five North Carolina, Clemson, and Georgia. Uh, I, I like what you said. You get the six wins. It doesn't matter how you get there. Shoot, they got to the three and three halfway through the season, and no one thought they would beat Miami and lose to Bowling Green, right? So mm-hmm. it's all about just just finding a way to get there. And you look at this week's matchup. You say, you know, they're eleven and a half point underdogs to North Carolina. Yeah, they beat them last year, but North Carolina is coming off that loss to Virginia, and I don't I don't think that bodes well for Georgia Tech because I think they would probably rather North Carolina come to town undefeated with all the popping and circumstance talk of the college football playoff. Now those Tar Heels are probably going to be a little bit mad, not necessarily looking their wounds. So I, I think Georgia Tech going to be in for a big time dogfight on Saturday night. But if they pull that upset like they did last year, you're back to four and four because they've alternated losses and wins all year long. So again, you know, like you said, it doesn't matter how they get to six, but they got to get that Syracuse game. They got to get that Virginia game, and then they got to figure out a way to pull off an upset here in the, in the final stretch of the year.
0: Yeah, and, and look, um, say what you will, and I keep pointing to that that Clemson game because Clemson's a mess right now, and and the Dabo, you know, Dabo and his quarterback, like things are not going well up at Clemson. And I'm not saying that they're going to go up there and win, and it's going But again, if there was a year where you could find a way, just like last year when they found a way to go into Carolina, this feels like maybe as good of a chance because, again, if Haynes King can sling it around and he can get himself back on track, maybe you can find a way to to beat a Clemson team up there in Death Valley. I mean, again, I guess, like I said, stranger things have happened for Georgia Tech in in those Clemson games, but I I think if there was ever a year – This might be kind of like the best opportunity in probably at least a decade that they have a chance to go up there and beat Clemson.
2: And the thing I'll say about that, and still after seven games with this Georgia Tech team, I still – I still am confident when I go watch them play that they're going to be in a game, right? They haven't necessarily been blown out by anybody. Mm -hmm. You look at the old miss score and that got away from them in the fourth quarter, but that was a one score game in the fourth quarter. They lost a 15 uh, to to Boston college, but they had a fourth quarter lead in that game. They they have kept games close by and large. So you're right. you, You go on the road and face a Clemson team that's been all over the map and been struggling and has had a lot of, a lot of issues internally and externally and you sort of trust the, the Georgia Tech offense, despite them, you know, having some some tough games here recently. Uh, they're still, you know, averaging 23 to 25 points a game, and Haynes King is still a special talent. I, I sort of trust them to sort of fix their issues offensively. If they can put it together defensively, they can go on the road and beat Clemson. They can they can go hang with anybody. And so maybe there's win number six right there, right? If they can find a way to beat Virginia and find a way to knock off Syracuse. Uh, you got that Clemson team sitting there who's, who's reeling and having some real struggles. Maybe that's win number six. But I, I also think it would be a lot of fun if Georgia Tech was sitting at five and six, going into that Georgia game with a chance like they were last year to maybe get bowl eligibility and maybe spring the upsets of all upsets. But I, I'm sure we'll talk about that when that time comes.
0: Yeah, and and uh, to be honest with you, I don't I don't even want to think about that. Uh, I don't I don't no. want to, I don't I, I want them to wrap this thing up before it even gets uh, to that point. Uh, last question for you, Chad. What has been the biggest surprise um, for this team, whether it's a unit, a player? What's, what's been the biggest kind of bright spot that maybe you didn't expect um, seven games through the season?
2: Well, we've talked a lot about Haynes King, but to me that, that still remains the story of this football team. As you mentioned, I mean, Georgia Tech, to me, has a quarterback now, and the kid is only a redshirt sophomore. He's got eligibility left and they have really tailored this offense around him and have, has given that offense an identity for for my money's worth. So I, I know what I'm getting when I go watch Georgia Tech play. I know Haynes King usually is going to be very good, and I think he's only going to get better. Uh, his decision-making, for the most part, until the last couple weeks has been outstanding. Uh, he's protected the ball, again, outside of the last couple games, has been pretty good. Um, and we kind of forget he's still kind of a young kid, even though he played a couple of years at Texas A&M and has played all these games at Georgia Tech now. So I, I think coming out of fall camp, them not naming him the starter till what was it, two weeks before the opener, and for him to come out and play the way he has and, and take ownership of a lot of his mistakes and lead the offense uh, and be held account- accountable publicly and privately, uh, that's been a kind of a feel-good story for me. And, and I think something that Georgia Tech fans can be excited about the future of the program, and the offense with with him behind center.
0: Well, it's going to be a fun game with uh, Carolina, and uh, obviously they have a NFL big-time caliber quarterback. Chad Bishop is the Georgia Tech beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. AJC.com is where you can check out all of his work, and you can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Mr. Chad Bishop. Chad, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes uh, on the show. We will certainly chat again with you here very soon. All right, my friend. See you.